What is up, guys? My name's Jordan. I'm with my old man, Howie, and welcome to episode seven of the Jacobs Dynasty Sports Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode seven, week 11 NFL preview of the Jacobs Dynasty Sports Podcast. Before we get to our special guest, who's actually a returning guest for the first time in our, uh, our show, a couple of housekeeping things we wanted to take care of. First of all, we want to thank everybody who's been listening to the show. We have north of 300 listens on the show since we started. Um, pe- people are providing reviews on Apple Podcasts. I think we have over 30 likes on Apple Podcasts and a number of reviews. We really appreciate everybody listening. I'm hearing about people saying, hey, when's your next episode going to be? One of my coworkers today, Joe, was telling me him and his son can't wait till we get the next episode up. So please, if you enjoy the show, tell your friends, subscribe, put in a five-star review if you want. If you're going to put in less than five stars, don't put it in. Write a little something about whether you like Jordan, whether you like me, whatever you like about the show. We truly appreciate everybody's support. Again, special shout out to my daughter and Jordan's sister, Taylor. She's going to join us briefly tonight for the show, but she's doing what she does best, and that's dancing right now. Taylor shouted out the show to all the friends in her vast Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever other social media avenues people are using these days. Shouted out the show this past weekend. And she literally upped our listens like 10, 20, 30, 40. I think our latest episode was our most listened to episode. The one with uh, KZ, Kenzalis. KZ, Kenzalis, number third ranked fantasy expert in the country last year. And this year he's been in the top 10 almost every week. Yeah, last week he was top 10. And we'll be getting more and more guests in the top 10. But we're going to keep that as a surprise for next episode. Absolutely, so, but um, if you're out there in Instagram, Taylor.Jacobs322, again, we got to give a shout out to Taylor for, for pumping up the show for us. And without further ado, we're going to go to our guest for week seven. Again, he was our guest during week two. It's my nephew, Jordan's cousin. Episode three. Episode three. I apologize, man. We, we got so many episodes, I lose track. But um, again, my nephew, Jordan's cousin, Jesse. Jesse's a 15-year-old fantasy football expert. And as we said to the listeners who joined us last time when Jesse was on, he is fantastic when it comes to fantasy. He's following trends. He's, he's picking up under-the-radar guys. And, uh, you know, it, even in leagues where he've get, he's got injuries to first-round picks, second-round picks, and what have you, Jesse's so good at working the waiver wire and spotting under-the-radar plays that he always remains competitive. So, Jesse, welcome to the show again. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction, and thank you for having me. Ah, we appreciate you joining us. You know we love talking football with you. In fact, interestingly enough to the listeners out there, not not only do we talk about fantasy, we all compete in leagues. Jesse Jordan and I are actually in a league that's been around probably, God, over 15 years um, before they were both born. Well, Jordan was two at the time. Jesse was, was barely born at the time. But the fact that they're in the league now, we're competing against each other is awesome. Other than the fact that this past weekend, uh, Jordan and I went head-to-head, and he actually took me to the woodshed, or as the CBS Sportsline automated summary said... Demolition Derby. 
And yes. now, unfortunately for me, this week I get to go up against Jesse and his dad and their friend Elon. So uh, I'm hoping for a better result, especially considering that this past week I scored 73 points. And Jesse, what was, uh, I think you guys got a win. What was the final score of that game? Yeah, I think it was a high-scoring bout. I think I won 66-65. Oh, man. The Unreal. Two, interesting fact about the league, the, those two teams combined for the lowest scores of this year. Another that, interesting fact about the league, I won two of the last three years, so I will not take <laughs> any. Unreal. Uh, Unreal. And interesting fact about fantasy is our guest KZ last week, one of his cardinal rules, play your studs no matter how enticing it is to choose somebody else. A la Adam Thielen. Well, it... <laughs> Unfortunately for me, or fortunately for me, it would not have mattered if I had Adam Thielen in my lineup because Jordan beat me by like 70 plus points. But at the end of the day, I did choose to play Christian Kirk over Adam Thielen. And at the end of the day, if people are familiar with how this past weekend worked out off the top of their heads, um, I think Thielen outscored Kirk by like 15 points. And it just goes to show you when you have your studs and you're down in the red zone, the quarterback is usually looking for the studs. Anyway, Jordan's giving me the roll on, Dad. Stop babbling. And Jesse's waiting patiently to chime in. So, without further ado, let's kick it off. Week 11, the Arizona Cardinals versus the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday Night Football. Two teams coming into the game, 6-3, and three, top of their division. Or actually, three-way tie for the top of their division. Seahawks, I think, have lost three straight games. And the Cardinals... After a two-second left Hail Mary catch by DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. Are looking like they're one of the best teams in the NFC. The Cardinals beat the Seahawks last time in overtime. Yeah, that was like two Sunday weeks night ago. Football. Three weeks ago. Yeah, and they're being mashed up again tomorrow. I think Kyler Murray's going to pick up another dub against them. Chris Carson, no one knows if he's playing. He's been out for a couple of weeks. Tyler Lockett's a little banged up. And... DK Metcalf's coming into the game after being shut down by Jalen Ramsey. I think two catches for 28 yards. So I think this is a crucial win if the Seahawks can get it. But I have the Cardinals in this game. Jess, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I have to disagree with Jordan. I think Russell Wilson bounces back. I will continue to play Russell Wilson even after the two discouraging last week's. Uh, I think he's risking an Arizona defense that could be easily be beaten through the air, and he could uh, score some rushing yards or rushing touchdowns on the ground, too. So I would play Russell Wilson. Yeah, no, I would definitely play Russell Wilson in this game, regardless where you think the winner's going to lie afterwards. Um, again, you know, the game three weeks ago is sort of a snapshot about what to expect in this game. I think you would expect a high-scoring game. I, I think Seattle's defense this possibly allowed I think, more I think they're one of the worst defenses in NFL history. Yeah, in the history of the league. So, you know, you're going to start your studs. Jordan mentioned Lockett's banged up. I do think he's going to play. I mean, Pete Carroll, unless he's playing a real good card game, said he was moving around so well today they had to slow him down. Obviously, you're going to have DK out there. I think Carlos Hyde's going to be active. So, well, If Chris Carson's active, you're not starting Carlos Hyde. No, I know. But it's, I think the last thing I read today is that that Carson might not be ready to I go. Think, I think Hyde it's 50-50. So just have, have a backup ready. Uh, I would agree on that. Um, you know, on the Arizona side of the ball, obviously, you got Kyler. D-Hop coming off that Hail Mary, man. What, what a phenomenal 
phenomenal play to end that game with three Buffalo defenders keyed in on. And I am going to start Christian Kirk again this week, but not over Adam Thielen. Yeah. So um, a lot of fantasy points to go around in that game. But yeah, definitely start your studs in that game. D-Hop, DK, Tyler Lockett, they play both quarterbacks. Kyler Murray may be fantasy MVP this year. I think it's a two-man race between him and Kamara right now. But Kamara? That, oh, fantasy yeah, yeah, MVP? Yeah. Um, what did I see in terms of somebody is so far ahead of everybody else in points today? I don't know if it uh, was a running back. I don't know. Or... We'll, we'll get to it when we talk about the Saints. But <laughs> Shut uh, the old man down again. No, but yeah. Um, I have the Cardinals. Jesse has the Seahawks. I, I'll probably slightly lean slightly to the Cardinals in this one. Yeah, but definitely should be one of the better Thursday night football games. Anyways, moving on to the Sunday slate. We're going to start it off with the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns coming off a 10-7 victory against the Texans. They just seem to pull out wins just each week, no matter how high or low the score is. Yeah, I mean, I think in that game, you can't ignore the weather. It obviously affected yeah, that for game sure. significantly. I um, think having Nick Chubb definitely helped. I, I totally agree with you. Nick Chubb, uh, who broke all the fantasy fans' hearts when he uh, went out of bounds at the one-yard line to, to continue running the clock. He did what Todd Gurley wasn't able to do early in the season, stopped his, stopped his momentum. You know, the Browns have been winning games this year. I think it's tough to really gauge how good they are. They've done poorly against good teams, and they've done okay against mediocre teams. Um, on the Philadelphia side of the ball, I mean... It, you know, Philly's interesting. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, they've looked good at points early in the year despite injuries. It's almost like last week having Miles Sanders back and having some more of their wide receivers healthy might have thrown Carson Wentz off a little bit. But, Jesse, what's your thought on that game? Yeah, uh, as far as Eagles pass catchers go, Travis Fulgram has leveled off on how good he was. Jalen Reggers came back and took yeah. some target share percentages away from him. So I would continue to look at Jalen Rager. I mean, this kid was a first-round pick. He could really emerge as the season goes on. And I would continue to start Dallas Goddard. Cleveland Browns have not been good versus opposing tight ends. Now, Jesse, do you see any scenarios, in your opinion, where maybe they, they look past Wentz at some point in the season? or they, Dude, no? I would absolutely love if that happened. I think Jalen Hurts... Is, is such a is, is such an underrated prospect. He should have been a top ten pick last year. I could go on for hours about how good this kid is. They should definitely give him a shot. Yeah, I, I think while the Eagles are still in playoff contention, they're still first place in their division somehow. I, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be taken over unless there's an injury. But I know we talk about cards a little bit. Uh, Jesse, I think has a huge collection collection of Jalen Hurts rookie cards. My boy. Yeah, that's my boy. I'm I'm sold on this kid. Yeah, absolutely. We're all in on talking about cards when the opportunity presents itself during the podcast. Yeah. So always feel free to hype up the guys that you like. Yeah, I also expect Miles Sanders to have a top five day for running backs. Agreed. Just a bold prediction. No, no, he was decent last week. I yeah. think he got But Boston little... Scott took away one of his. And yeah, it was something else. It was like an end around yeah. or something like that for somebody else. But no, yeah. Sanders looked good. I mean, he, he's definitely, as long as he stays healthy, he's a top-notch running yeah. back. You know, next, next 1 o'clock game on the slate, Falcons and the Saints. Interesting situation with the Saints, obviously. Drew Brees got a little pancake by the big lineman this past weekend. Um, 
I think he had a punctured lung, some cracked ribs. I mean, listen, he, he's a tough guy, Drew Brees. I know he went for a second opinion to a doctor just to, to confirm the severity of the injury. I mean, this is a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. He holds numerous quarterback records, and he's staring down the barrel of probably his last you know, season in the NFL. He's going to want to get back as he can, if he can. It'd be interesting to see who's in the backfield this week. Who's going to be the quarterback this I think, week? I think they games. announced today Jameis Winston with a sprinkle of Taysom Hill. But if you need a tight end this week and Taysom Hill is tight end eligible, I would not I, – I would consider starting him there because not only will he get the tight end points, but if he comes in for quarterback – and gets a 30-yard rush from a QB draw, you get points for that too. You know, I totally agree. I think leagues may have to look at that before the weekend gets here because you could really end up in a situation where somebody gets a tremendous advantage at the tight end position. I mean, especially, you know, short of Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller this year. I mean, there just hasn't been a lot of consistency there. And having Taysom Hill available in that position could give somebody an advantage. Jess, what's your take on both sides of the ball in this game this weekend? Yeah, I'll start off with the Saints. Uh, famous Jameis is back at quarterback. You absolutely love to see it. I mean, he might be the most entertaining player to watch. I would fire him up if you're in need of a QB. The guy just scores so much fantasy points. He chucks the ball down the field, and either one team or another is catching it. So I would definitely start him. And then as far as the Falcons goes, yeah, I mean, um, Julio Jones is the only person that you're like strong about playing and Todd Gurley too, I guess, but he's pretty touchdown dependent. So you might be, uh, you might be in trouble if he doesn't score a touchdown on the grounds or through the air. Yeah. It's amazing that guy, uh, in terms of scoring touchdowns, I mean, he always seems to find the end zone no matter how, how the game's going. No, absolutely. He totally, even when he doesn't want us. To score, he still scored. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm not complaining. I have him in fantasy. I'm not complaining. No, listen, not, not many people who have him are complaining because I'm sure they, they didn't plan on drafting him, but they sort of had to take him when they saw what was left when he got down to him. You know, also on the, obviously on the Saints side of the ball, I mean, Alvin Kamara is a must start. Michael Thomas, I'm really hoping will return to something resembling a first round draft pick this week. And I know Matthew Berry was predicting that. Not that it's going to come true, but I'm personally hoping yeah. hoping for that. And, uh, you know, I, I would still expect the Saints to pull out that game, even with famous Jameis, you know, chuck, chucking passes downfield. Yeah, I do expect it to be a high-scoring game. And actually, if you're looking for a tight end, since, there, since there's only two guys that are really start like very startable with Kelsey and Waller, Hayden Hurst, I think it's <coughs> five straight games with double digits in PPR. So... An interesting guy to target if you're looking for the tight end spot. Yeah, the over-under on that game, not that we get into betting on this podcast, but I think is the third highest of the week behind the Cardinals-Seahawks game, which is 57 and, and a Raiders, half. I'm assuming. And the Chiefs-Raiders. No, Chiefs-Raiders is 48, at least as of now. The Packers-Colts is actually the really? second highest at 51.5 for the weekend. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, I still have the Saints in that game. Just because I expect Jameis Winston to throw the ball, I expect I expect Kamara to get a lot of dump offs and rack up points like usual. He's got plenty of weapons on yeah. offense. So moving on, we got Cincinnati versus the Washington Football Team. Not really much to talk about during this game. They're fighting for lottery at this point. Um, it's Joe Burrow. I expect him to get the win this week versus Alex Smith, who actually had a pretty decent game. 
against the Detroit Lions, even though they lost. But when it comes to fantasy, you're starting Terry McLaurin every week. That man's a machine. No matter who's the quarterback, consistently gets, I think, seven targets at least a game. Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, picked them up in fantasy. They're both startable, as far as I'm concerned, against a rough Cincinnati defense. Yeah, I mean, McKissick more so in PPR, but he's getting peppered with targets there. And then on the Cincinnati side, you're starting T. Higgins. I think him and Clay Poole are fighting out for the best rookie wide receiver right now. He's awesome. T. Higgins is awesome. Again, one of Jesse's early season under-the-radar pickups. I think he picked him up. He was in need of a wide receiver, picked him up, and he popped off his first week. And I think if you look at him even in half-point PPR, he's been in double digits every single week since he started playing the majority of the snaps. And Tyler Boyd, obviously, in PPR must start, gets... Around six, seven catches a game at least. Um, and Joe Mixon, if he's healthy, I would start he's him. Not, but he, he, he missed practice. Yeah, he missed practice today. But Jesse, what are your thoughts about that game? Yeah, back to what Howie was saying. Shame on you if you slept on T. Higgins. The man is an absolute baller. And I picked up T. Higgins because he's a baller. You know, sometimes you can't look into too much about situation. You just got to find those studs. So I would keep playing T. Higgins. I think he had 60 yards or a touchdown in six straight games. The man just finds the end zone. Even, even in a blowout, he finds the end zone. Absolutely. He's different. No he's different. Cincinnati in this game. I think this, this is 46 points, I think, is the over-under. I think, I think this is going to be a tight game. It could be an ugly game. I mean, I'm starting Washington's defense in one of my leagues. They're top five picked by most experts, but I think it's going to be low scoring and ugly, and you know maybe give a little bit of the edge to Cincinnati. You yeah. know, we'll see. Maybe or maybe those Washington running backs working together in tandem yeah. get it done. It's a close one, but yeah. Moving on, we got Detroit versus Carolina. Uh, Carolina, no, no McCaffrey. <laughs> That's our dogs. No McCaffrey. It's a family again. affair. So. Definitely start Mike Davis. The Lions are the worst run defense, as you've seen with Antonio Gibson, Shady McKissick last week, and Dalvin Cook the week before. You're starting Mike Davis, no matter how he's performed the last couple of weeks. I mean, was he? Did he bang up his hand? He, he's okay. He came he back in the game. So, and what about Bridgewater? Bridgewater? Bridgewater, I think is playing. I think he's questionable right now, but I expect him to play. Um, Robbie Anderson been dying down a little bit, but in PPR, I still recommend starting him just because of his target share and catches. DJ Moore is a little bit more interesting. He's not a must-start anymore as he used to be. So if you have like a better option, like a T. Higgins or a Claypool, and you're deciding between him and DJ Moore, I think you got to lean towards Claypool and T. Higgins if you have the option. Yeah, on the, on the Lions side of the ball, I think Kenny Galladay is going to be back this week. But I th- really think the big story on the Lions side of the ball is DeAndre Swift's emergence as a bell cow this past weekend. A lot of people had him hyped up going into the season as, as probably the best running back that was drafted. It takes some time for these players to emerge. I mean, there was no training camp, but, you know, he, he's a must-start going forward in a pretty good schedule. Happen to have him on three of my teams, so I'm looking forward to riding him. But again, with all these running backs, the key thing is stay healthy. I think Kenny Galladay is going to be back this week, so that should help the Lions on offense. What are you thinking about that game, Jess? 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of Swift. I'm excited to see him run more. Matt Patricia not use Adrian Peterson or the one-legged Carryon Johnson. I mean, Carolina's one of the worst run defenses in the league, so definitely fire up Swift. And for Carolina's side of the ball, I would fire up Curtis Samuel, too. I mean, Mike Davis hasn't looked that good in the recent games, and Curtis Samuel has a lot of juice. So I think he should be getting dunk downs and some carries as well. And also, Hawkinson, I think, has shocked a lot of me. I think last week was his worst game of the year, but I think he's been double, or above nine points in PPR every week but last week. And if Stafford is playing, I recommend starting Marvin Jones. He's been great past couple weeks. And if you need a wide receiver and he's on waivers, he's not a bad start. Yeah. But I, I do have Carolina in that game. Um, moving on, we got Pittsburgh Steelers versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, the uh, Steelers. Yeah. Uh, you're starting the Steelers defense, no questions asked, obviously. Every receiver, I think, on the Steelers is startable. I seen last week they all get their targets and catches. I think they were all double digits last week. I think all of them had a touchdown. Um, James Conner's been dying off a little bit. I still recommend starting him against Jacksonville, who has... I think the worst defense in the NFL next to the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, you have to start James Conner. He's a bell, bell cow back there. I mean, as Jordan said, Steelers defense been fantastic. And kudos to Big Ben. I mean, you know, he missed all of last season. The guy comes out last week. He was on the COVID list for a couple of days. Didn't get he threw, to practice. I, I read that he threw 50 passes. That on was it. Friday. Yeah. I think on Friday. Um, he, he's playing at a high level. And listen... Nobody knows how many more years he's have has left, and I think the Steelers know it. And they've got a team that's probably, at least as of this point in the season, looks like they could be the best challenge to the Kansas City Chiefs. And listen, they're nine and zero. I mean, they're nine and zero. When you get to that point in the season, you're starting to think, can they do it like the, the Dolphins of the early seventies? But listen, let's take it one week at a time. But this is certainly a big winnable game for them. Jess, what's your thoughts on this game with the Steelers? Yeah, I can't emphasize it enough. These Steelers wideouts are so good. Uh, I think my favorite one has to be Deontay Johnson. Two years ago, as a rookie, he had the most catches of any rookie, and he averaged the most separation per target of any wide receiver in the NFL, meaning that he averaged the most distance between him and the quarterback per target, which means he was breaking ankles. And this year for wideouts, he's averaged the most missed tackles average after the catch, and he's missed like four games. So the man is an absolute stud. Fire him up, fire up Claypool too, and I guess fire up Juju, but he'll be ranked last for out of those three guys for me. Yeah, as Jordan mentioned earlier, Claypool and T. Higgins are the class of the... Uh, the and Justin players. Jefferson. Yeah. Justin Jefferson as well. And looking at the Jaguar side, I think the only must-start guy is really James Robinson. Just consistently, yep. he gets all the carries in the backfield. and he, Even in games yeah. where they're trailing and stuff like that, he still gets his points. He didn't have any touchdowns this past weekend. But, but he got to get day. like 25 carries. And an interesting streaming option is Keelan Cole. I think he had one or two touchdowns last week. He also gets a kick return and putt returns. I think he had one last week. But if you're in desperate need of a wide receiver in like a 14-man league, not a bad start. Yeah, I feel like it's tough with the wide receivers on the Jaguars. You don't really know from week to week who's going to make it happen. But listen, if you need somebody this week, you got players on by. You could do worse than Keelan Cole. Yep. Next game we're going to discuss, we got the Tennessee Titans versus the Baltimore Ravens. Two wild card teams fighting for a position. Yeah, sort of, sort of uneven yeah. the last couple weeks. Yeah, I think really both teams have like lost. I think the Titans have lost three of their last four, including a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, and then the Ravens. 
I don't, I don't really get it with them because they can look good one week and then they lose to the Patriots the next week. It, it was horrible conditions when it came to weather in that game, but Lamar Jackson is not proven like he's an MVP player like last year. Yeah, I just think with the Ravens, we were saying I think it's a little bit of teams keying in a lot on Lamar Jackson, and when they do that, they don't just don't have a lot of other weapons on that team. I think they're going to have to like bolster things in the offseason. I saw somebody saying Allen Robinson would be a nice addition to that team. Um, but it, it, you know, at the end of the day, both of these teams need a win. They get got to get back to doing what they do best. You know, this past weekend, you know, even for the Titans, AJ Brown didn't do a great job. You know, I'd seen a seen an article where Matt, uh, not Matt Patricia, where the coach, the coach of the Titans, had said they were trying to give Derrick Henry, trying to give him a little bit of a break on his workload, but. They might want to get back to giving him the ball a little bit more at the end of the day. Um, Jess, what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I took Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has been doing back some Madden curse, obviously. That's first. But, no, I'm kidding. Besides that, this Baltimore Ravens offense has run so poorly. I don't know what's happening. John Harbaugh is calling plays like he's Jim Harbaugh. It's like he's calling plays like I'm playing Madden. And this Tennessee defense just gave up like 30-plus points to old Phil Rivers. So they better get it going this game. Yeah, um, I think I don't even. I think that's a coin toss for who you pick in that game. I would probably like lean very slightly to the Ravens. Agreed. Because Lamar, like, just a two way player. Yeah, I mean, Agreed. and even like you said with the Ravens, I mean, you've got Dobbins, you've got Mark Ingram, you've got Gus Edwards. I mean, you should be able to put some creativity together. They should give that. Dobbins way more work. That kid is awesome. No, yeah. I totally agree. And even you know you got yeah. Mark- Hollywood Brown. There, yeah, one right? of the biggest yeah. busts in fantasy, might I add. I was so high on Marquise Brown, but I couldn't anticipate Lamar Jackson playing like he's Joe Flacco. So. Yeah, honestly. But I, I still have the rating in that game by maybe a field goal. But um, moving on to the final 1 o'clock game, we got New England versus Houston. Not really a star-sudden matchup. I mean, you're starting Deshaun Watson. You're starting Will Fuller. Duke Johnson, obviously, in PPR, he's going to get the catches. Yeah, he missed practice yeah. actually yesterday. Which, yeah, you know, maybe um, it's just arrested. But I think it was arrested. But you're playing him if he's healthy. He had a rough week last week, but it was crappy weather. I expect him to bounce back this week. Um, and then looking at New England side, maybe Cam Newton. You start maybe Damian Harris, oh, maybe Jacoby, Jacoby Myers. Myers. No, I like Jacoby Myers a lot actually. And even in a tough matchup this past week, he still got peppered with targets, especially if you're looking for somebody in PPR. But I gotta say, for the Texans this year, if they can't beat the Patriots, man, they, they might as well mail it in the rest of the season, get a high draft pick because it's been a tough year for them. You know, Deshaun Watson, he's done good in, in matchups against you know weaker teams, but against good teams, he hasn't been what people thought he was going to be going into the draft. But um, I would not be shocked if the Patriots pull out this game at the end of yeah, the day. You it'll know, be close. Bill Belichick, you know, they're always ready. They're well coached. They keep the penalties to a minimum. Um, so I could see I could see the Patriots pulling out a win in this one, even though the Texans probably need it more than they do. Jesse, what are your thoughts about that game? Yeah, I think you got to start Damian Harris. I mean, Alabama product, and he runs like a gazelle. I think he had like 120 rush yards last week against the Stout Ravens D-line. And Jacoby Myers has a tough matchup again this week against Bradley Roby, but he proved he could get it done in many ways. Either that's getting targets or throwing touchdowns, so. Yeah, yeah no, they pulled, pulled one out of the bag of tricks. That was the uh, like when Julian Edelman used to throw the touchdowns in the past. 
almost like a Philly special, as we like to say. Philly cheesesteak. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it'll be a close game, though. Sorry for my cringy dad. He's not like this usually. But anyways, we're going to move on to the 4 o'clock. Oh, yes. I'm actually yeah, he is. Yeah, but uh, moving on, we got the afternoon, the 4 o'clock games, the later afternoon games. We're going to start with the red-hot Miami Dolphins versus the Denver Broncos. I think yeah. it's fair to say. I was expecting a blowout in this game. I mean, the Dolphins' defense has been playing top-notch, even in, even in uh, tough matchups. I mean, Tua's been doing a nice job with that team. He's using the weapons that are available to him. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, they, they've been rolling out different running backs during the course of the season. Miles Gaskin, who was one of Jesse's early season pickets, who did a nice job, and now they're filling in with Am- Ahmad Green, I think. Ahmad Green. That's not, what's his name? Salvin Ahmed. Yeah, Salvin Ahmed. I think I think he had a touchdown last week. Actually, that's what I, <laughs> That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> Guys, don't pick up Ahmad Green. <laughs> is he even unless, in the league? Unless you're Howie, is he even still in the league? I, I don't anyways, know. This is what happens. This is what happens after three days of work, and you know we've got the NBA draft on the TV. We're 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 covering all sports while, yeah. while we're recording. But um, yeah, going back to it, I think the however you pronounce his name, the Dolphins running back, <laughs> Amon Green. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta get him on the show actually. Yeah, <laughs> which who Amon Green or the actual well, Dolphins? Amon Green's probably got more more time available to come on right Del- now. Bad doesn't know as much as football as us, so he can't come on. <laughs> yeah, but uh, going back to the football talk, I think start the Dolphins running back if you need a running back this week. He's a solid pickup. And Devontae Parker. Um, Devontae Parker's an eh. Uh, Mike Jacecki's eh. Um, looking at the Denver side. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> eh. so Especially if Drew Locke doesn't play. I mean, maybe Jerry Judy if you're desperate. Yeah, but... You know, Melvin... You probably... If you have Melvin Gordon, you probably got to start him, you know? No, eh, I don't know. Philip Lindsay, I think, is getting more of the uh, touches than Melvin Gordon. But I think the only person that may be really startable is the Dolphins running back in that game. And the Dolphins defense, obviously. And the kicker, who I think is giving Young Hoku a run for his money this year as the best kicker. Yeah. The next game we're just going to touch upon extremely briefly is the Jets and the Chargers. Not much to say, really. Not much to say. Justin Herbert. You're starting, you're starting every player on the Chargers offense in that game. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, even Mike Williams, uh, Hunter Henry, Chargers defense, Michael Badgley, the kicker, and even um, Kalen Balazs. As he continues to be and their starter. mascot, you're starting uh, yeah. their mascot. Every player. I will say on the Jets side of the ball, though, I think Perrin is it Lamichael Perrin, yeah. the running back. Apparently, they're now going to give him the bulk of the workload. So if you're desperate for a running back, he might be a guy you want to look at. And Crowder, Crowder, I think he had two catches last time, but he still had the touchdown on a great catch, and I think he's had double digits in every game he's played this year. So consistency wise, I would probably stick with Crowder, but. And Mims also, I think. May, maybe Mims if more. you need a guy. But I expect the Chargers to blow out the Jets just like every other team has this year. Jess, you want to touch upon that game quickly? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say I'm disappointed in Justin Herbert's haircut. He used oh, to have yeah. the flow, and now he looks like he's from the 19th century. So if any of your league mates saw that, look to buy low on him. It might be a good one. As far t- as the Jets, offense goes, never trust anything that Adam Gase says. I mean, he let go of Keelan Balazs, and now he's even good. So <laughs> Revenge game. Revenge game. I know. I thought about Dude, that. Sneaky actually. revenge game for Keelan Balazs right here. I mean, he's a top three running back this week. <laughs> yeah, but um, speaking of the haircut, that might be a good loser there for uh, 
if you come in last place in your fantasy football league, if your league's looking for something, if you if you really want to be, I already have enough problem with my hair, so I'm not uh, taking on that bet. Yep. But um, the only person with worse hair than uh, Justin Herbert is my dad. So. <laughs> yep. Um, you like to crack jokes here. Uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what it's all about. It's having a good time with the family. Yep. Moving on, we actually have one of the better games: the Green Bay Packers versus the Colts. Colts coming off a big win last Thursday night football against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, it was a big win. Yeah. I think we thought the Titans were going to pull I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts win, especially Devontae Adams is banged up 50-50 to play this weekend. I think the Colts' defense, besides the Steelers, have been forced to be reckoned with. Listen, the Colts' defense has been solid. Um, you know, I, I did see Devontae Adams is banged up. I think Alan Lazard's actually coming back yeah. this week after... Being out for five or six weeks, Aaron Rodgers is going to try and do his thing. And I mean, if you have him, you're probably starting him. But Colts have been solid. I mean, even old man Philip Rivers, I mean, has been doing a nice job managing that offense. I mean, playing to the strengths. And I, I'll give Rivers credit, but I happen to have a lot of respect for Frank Reich, the coach of the Colts. He really seems to fine-tune the offense to their, their strengths. The only thing I would say that's disappointing with the Colts is that Jonathan Taylor really hasn't had the opportunity to take control of the backfield. But I think this week is going to be one of those games. The Colts are starting a stretch where they're playing very weak run defenses. A lot of people are probably going to sit Jonathan Taylor this week. I'm leaning towards sitting him. But I would not be surprised if this is the week where he gets like his 11 or 12 carries and turns them into, you know, 60, 70 yards and a touchdown and maybe starts to get a little bit more of a chance in that backfield. But you're still starting Naeem Hines, obviously, after last week. I don't know. I mean, every week it's been somebody different. I mean, two weeks ago it was Jordan Wilkins. So I think Naeem Hines is like number th- RB13 when it comes to running backs is here in PBR. But Jesse, what are your thoughts about that game? Yeah, I would first like to mention how good this Colts team would be if they had Andrew Luck. I mean, they would be a top team in the NFL. And as far as the Colts' backfield goes, it's hard to trust anyone, especially with Jonathan Taylor looking like a reincarnation of Trent Richardson. And that's post-rookie Trent Richardson. Yep, and interesting waiver guy if you need someone, Michael Pittman. Yeah, I picked him up. Yeah, I did in one league. Yep, finally had, after an injury, had a solid game last week. But, um... And then looking at the Packers side, start Aaron Rodgers, even if it's a tough Colts defense. Aaron Jones is a start. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. And Devontae Adams, obviously, if he plays. But um, we have three games left to discuss. Dallas versus Minnesota, another eh game. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to Dallas, I think the only guy you can really start, as we like to say, start your uh, studs. I think Zeke, you obviously have to start. He's finally healthy after couple of weeks of being injured, and he's coming off a of bye week. Um, you got to temper your expectations. Yeah, so, for, I mean, I think Andy Dalton might be back, but yeah. even when he was healthy, the team played uninspired football. All, I mean, it's all just, wide receivers are up in the air at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Cowboys team, when you just talk about a disappointing team from a fantasy perspective, I mean, you just look around that team, so much talent, Amari Cooper and Gallup, Gallup and CC Boyd. and CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb, I apologize. Boyd? <laughs> CeeLo Green. I mean. This is why. This is why you listen to the podcast. How he brings up people you didn't even know existed on Earth. <laughs> That's a what, Wednesday night after three long days of work, and I'm trying to stay focused. Yep. But uh, yeah, on the other side of the ball, Minnesota. Obviously, you know Adam Thielen. You're going to start. You mentioned Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, who's been fantastic. Yep, Jesse. What are your thoughts about that game? 
Yeah, I think you guys pretty much covered it. Start everyone on the Vikings, pretty much. I mean, the Cowboys defense is just horrible. So, what you guys said? Dalvin Cook, I expect to have, I think, probably 300 scrimmage. No, not that much, but I expect him to have a very good game. Yeah, and for the fans out there, again, you're listening to Episode 7 of the Jacobs Dynasty Sports Podcast. The Week 12 NFL preview. Week 11. Week 11 dude, NFL dude, he's preview. Not, he may not be able to return. Jesse, you might need to return. It, it might be Jesse and Jordan <laughs> next week. But uh, what, what again, our special guest, um, my nephew and Jordan's cousin, Jesse's back on again for the second time this season. Yeah, we got two more games to finish off here. We got Kansas City versus the Raiders. I think the Raiders are surprising a lot of us this year. They're 6-3. and three. Their offense looks great. Defense looking solid, but... This is going to be a really good Sunday night matchup. The Raiders are the only loss that the Chiefs have this year, and I don't know. I don't. I think the Raiders may give the Chiefs a run for their money, but I'm obviously sticking with the Chiefs. I just their offense is ridiculous. Their defense is solid. No, I would agree. Impressed by the Raiders and how they've played this year. Like Jordan said, I think Derek Carr's done a nice job. He's doing what he needs to do. I think last week he might have had under eight points. Yeah, but, but he's the, still the is running back to the strength I think, of the team. So I don't mean to interrupt, but I think an interesting guy that you may need to look at picking up is Devontae Booker. He had two TDs last week, one TD the week before. He may not get the carries, but... I mean, it was sort of garbage time, those touchdowns this past week. But but listen, if you need a running back, I'm not opposed to starting them. And take a close look at the Raiders, because they've got a pretty favorable schedule after this week. I mean, they really do. You know, obviously on the Chiefs, you know, filling the Everyone, on every star. And uh, Sammy Watkins is going to be back yeah, and healthy this I week. I think all receivers... So Mahomes are starting Kelsey, Tyree Kill, McCall Hardman, if he's healthy. I, I don't know if he's still on the COVID list, but... Or injured, I I think you should start him. You know, Sammy Watkins, you're starting, but the backfield's a little shaky. I think you still start Hilaire, expect like flex numbers for him. Yeah. But Le'Veon, I don't recommend starting. I just don't see him getting the carries like people expected. Yeah, and for the Raiders, Jacobs and Waller. Jess, your thoughts? Yeah, Derek Carr has been super, super underrated this year. I think you could fire him up this week if he, especially if he gets down early. They're going to be chucking it. And, yeah, I mean, no one else really. I mean, Nelson Aguilar is too dependent on touchdowns for me to start, and he's also just not good at football. So, yeah, I would stay away from it. By the way, as we just saw, we have the NBA draft on, and with the first pick in the NBA draft, I feel like Adam Silver, (laughs) the Minnesota Timberwolves take Anthony Edwards from Georgia. Horrible pick. Absolutely horrible pick. The guy said he'd rather be in the NFL than the NBA, and he'd rather be here. But um, I definitely think the top three picks are – Going to be Lamella. Well, let's see. Let's see. Edwards, see but yeah, don't have my word for it. But let, anyway, let's get back to football. We have one more game to talk about. First, no, Sunday night game, right? No, that was a Sunday night game. Oh, okay. Yeah, Monday night game. Los Angeles Rams versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Great game on paper. The Rams, despite that tough loss against the Dolphins, um, I think they've looked great this year. They beat the Seahawks last week. Jalen Ramsey, honestly... Running for Defensive Player of the Year. He's looked phenomenal this year. Ramsey's been great. Uh, You know, on the Buccaneers side of the ball, they rebounded nicely from the huge loss to the Saints two weeks ago. I would expect the Buccaneers to pull out a win in this game. I do think it's going to be, you know, low scoring. As my dad liked to say... His man crushed Tom Brady. Man crushed Tom Brady. Although, like I said, I'm I'm not believing the hype after the way they showed up small against the Saints at the end of the day. I mean, they're they're going to get some more wins here, and, and they'll they'll make a run in the NFC playoffs. But at the end of the day, I think the class of the league lies in the AFC right now. Yeah, Jesse, what are your thoughts about that one? 
Yeah, I'm really excited for this game. In my opinion, these are the two best teams in the NFC. The Rams' defense is legit, and the Bucks' offense is legit. I feel I was watching the Bucks game last week. I feel like Tom Brady missed like three open touchdowns and still ended up with four of them. And he had like two huge plays he could have hit, and he still ended up with 300 yards. So I would still start Brady, even though it's a super tough matchup. The wide receivers are probably low-end wide receiver twos. I mean, only two wide receivers have been top 20 wide receivers versus the Rams this year, so I'd have to temper expectations and start Gronk. Yeah, I mean, I think with all the, all the talent on the Buccaneers' side of the ball, it's tough to decide which wide receivers to go. Yeah, I honestly, in my opinion, I think you should just start your studs, as we like to say. You're starting Brady, obviously, unless you have like a Mahomes, Kyler, one of those guys. You're starting Mahomes, or sorry, you're starting Brady, you're starting Evans, you're starting Gowan. AB has been getting more and more targets as the yeah, week no, goes Brady on. Brady seems to want to like force feed the yeah. ball to him, get him some touchdowns. Yeah, you know, Ronald Jones this past week, he had that yeah. huge 99 yard run. 98, yeah. And that was even, he still got the ball even after he fumbled. Yeah, which and previously then, that had almost been Arians would sit him down after something like that. So I don't know if he's taking control of that backfield. I mean, we'll have to see yeah. some. You know, Gronk's obviously a start red zone machine. Looking at the Rams side, Jared Goff, if you need a quarterback, he's a tough matchup. But if you really need a quarterback, not a bad start. Um, I don't really trust anyone in the backfield right now for the Rams until we get a proven guy. It seems to be a coin flip every yeah, week. I mean, I was sort of hoping that Akers would get yeah. an opportunity similar to Swift, but... Yeah. I think he has blocking issues right now. Until he, till he can get that down. I mean, I think it's going to be the Daryl Henderson, you know, Malcolm Brown, mixing yeah. with Malcolm Brown. Um, yeah. and Cooper Cup and PPR obviously is a start. Robert Woods, he had a rough week last week, but I still recommend I think starting you have to him. Start him if you have. Yeah. Um, Josh Reynolds actually an interesting waiver guy if you need someone. He's had two solid weeks. Um, either getting a lot of catches or getting in the re- or getting in the end zone. But um, Tyler Higby, no. I, I actually saw people <laughs> saying Tyler Higby is a start this week. I mean, I've had him on my team. I had him on my team for eight weeks, and I dropped I him. No, I dropped him also. Yeah, but he's been a disappointment this year. But um, most tight ends. Have. I I honestly, in my opinion, I have the Rams this game. I know you like the Buccaneers, Jesse. Yeah. Who do you have? Uh, I got the Buccaneers. Yeah, definitely should be. We have a lot of good games this week between the Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night games. I want to thank you all again for listening to. Our seventh episode of the Jacobs Dynasty Sports Podcast. Tune in next Tuesday for our eighth episode with a very special guest that you will find out when it takes place. The Week 12 preview. There's going to be three games on Thursday for Thanksgiving. It's one of the favorite days of the year, I think, for Jordan, Jesse, and I when you can just sit down with your family and, you know, watch football and stuff like that. So we're looking forward to it. But, again, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show Please tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who likes fantasy football. We're going to be mixing in a little bit more basketball as the season gets closer. We love basketball. We're going to be talking about cards. We'll talk about anything sports related. We really appreciate the reviews, the five stars, the written reviews, even though everybody seems to like Jordan better than me, and that's okay. Um, And just we really appreciate Jesse joining us again and as I said at the beginning of the show, Jesse's 15, Jordan's 17. Both of these teenagers have a tremendous amount of knowledge when it comes to these sports, and I have a real appreciation for it because I learn from them every time we talk. Yep, and also I just want to mention, show our thanks. We are, we are actually going to be having some giveaways in the future, yep. so get ready.
Yeah, fo- follow our Instagram account at Jacob's Dynasty Sports because giveaways will be announced there very as well. soon. And you're going to need to listen to the show and DM us a code. DM us a code in order to get an entry and to, to get an entry for some real good rookie football cards. Yep. So thanks for listening. I think before we end, the Warriors pick is in. Yeah, let's see who the Warriors yeah. are going to take. I mean, it's a Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. I think I think Clay Thompson is the first player ever to have two torn ACLs. It's, well, it's not confirmed. <laughs> yet. It sounds like it, but but Jesse, again, as we're waiting to see who the Warriors pick, thanks again for joining us. We always appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. So the Warriors. While, while, while we wait, who do we want the Knicks to take? I know we're diehard. I, Jesse's a Brooklyn fan. They're probably getting hard in Katie Kyrie. Well, they're giving up the whole team and getting hard, and if they do it, yeah, but um. Halliburton and Ukuru are going to be money in the NBA. Well, Mark hopefully the Knicks get one of them. That would be nice. <laughs> hopefully the Knicks trade up for the Mellow Ball. Well, I think the Knicks, <laughs> the Knicks moved up in the in the draft. They didn't move up in the draft. They, they, they moved, moved up, up in, the, in the later first round. They, yeah, I, I can tell you guys aren't looking at Twitter because mm-hmm. Woj already announced like the next three picks, so I'm not going to spoil you guys. Right. Yeah. yeah, you're on top of it. I, think, I don't know, Jay Billis has James Weissman ranked uh, the best James, available yeah, I think I think it's going to go James Weissman, LaMelo, and then Denny Abdiha from Israel. Yeah, it's like I was saying to Jordan, I would stay away from LaMelo. I mean, seeing what goes on with his family, seeing the way his brother played in the bubble, that family just seems to be very high maintenance. You know, when entertaining, you entertaining. Guys, no, entertaining, mm-hmm. but you don't, you don't score points for being entertaining. In fact... Recommend to everybody not to recommend a competing podcast, but Woj has a podcast and he actually had a three-part show that was out this week that talked about Giannis Antetokounmpo and the draft that he was taken in back in 2012. Yeah. I highly encourage you to listen to these three episodes. It was fascinating when you talk about the character of a player and his background the story of Giannis and his family is a phenomenal, phenomenal story. I mean, this guy was literally back in Greece on the streets begging for money. You know, watching the dream team, not the dream team with Michael Jordan, but I think the dream team with the redeemed team. Yeah, the redeemed team. Watching those guys and seeing them play and then having, you know, these dreams about making it to the NBA. It's a fantastic, fantastic watch if you have a chance. And any cards related to Giannis Antetokounmpo, if you can afford to buy them, buy them. Because I'm counting on that guy to win multiple championships. David yeah. Stur- uh, Adam Silver yeah. is at the microphone. James Wiseman. James Wiseman goes number Big two. Big pick. And with Clay Thompson out, definitely interesting. I expect him He's to be... He's not definitely pick. out yet. He hasn't been diagnosed well, yet. But most likely, but... Between him, Draymond Curry, and Eric Paschal, no, not too shabby for the Golden State Warriors after a rough year. Listen, I expect the Warriors to come back with a vengeance this year. I know Jordan still thinks LeBron's going to win no matter what. Even if Harden goes to the Nets, he thinks LeBron's going to win. But I think that Golden State's going to be very competitive this year. Yeah, but thank you guys again for listening. We'll be back most likely Tuesday um, for our next episode. And we'll catch you guys later. Thanks again. Take care.